You're listening to Gay Men's Podcast, G-Pod News. I'm your host, Michael Roberts. On today's episode, we continue our LGBTQ Black History Month journey, look into how the UK has basically destroyed HIV transmissions, answer your questions and more on today's episode of Gay Men's Podcast, G-Pod News. Welcome, welcome. It is Friday, February 24th, 2020. Yes, um, it's still February, but we do have one more week. In fact, it's leap year, so we have another extra day in February, so that could be a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I, I guess it's a good thing, one more day this year, and let me tell you, I'm still over 2020 already. Anyways, um, of course, we're going to be talking about uh, how HIV is being basically um, taken out in the, the UK later on in this episode. And again, it's Black History Month, so of course, this week's Black History Month, who is, is Frank Ocean. Now, Frank Ocean is an American songwriter. Um, singer, recording producer, and photographer. Um, He basically uh, began his musical career as a ghostwriter prior to joining hip-hop collective Odd Future in 2010, and the following year released Nostalgia Ultra, his debut mixtape. Now you're probably like, um, Michael, first of all, Frank Ocean is still living. That is correct. Um, Now... Why did I pick Frank Ocean? Because he will always be known as the black gay hip-hop artist that broke barriers for LGBTQ inclusion in the industry. So that's why we are celebrating Frank Ocean in this episode. So Frank Ocean, if you're listening out there, shout outs. Um, Could you imagine? I'd be so happy. Oh my god. Anyways, uh, let's get into our question of the day. I am not feeling it today. Let me tell you, edibles are really good, except for you really have to watch the like uh, milligrams, like how you cut the edible. And another thing is that the ones that taste the worst are usually get me high, I guess. I shouldn't be talking about that in this um, <clears throat> thing. That was like a TMI moment here. Anyways, I'm not high right now, I promise, but later on in the day, let me tell you, I have paperwork to do, and I'm going to have to um, take something to help finish that, that paperwork. Anyways, let's get into the question of the day. This comes from Denton from Iowa, and it says, I am trying something new, thanks to you, where I am going to take some time away from relationships and get to know myself. My question is, is how do I do this? I mean, I feel weird being alone, but I really want to get to know myself and do things for myself. Do you have any pointers? Good question. I think this is great. I think a lot of us do need to understand themselves before they get into relationships. If you're already into a, in a relationship, you have kind of the... Um, hard step in not only getting to know your loved one but also getting to know yourself and seeing how they both get put together so 
Um, it's really good to actually know yourself prior to relationships. This way you know how you are. Um, then you can go ahead and kind of fit yourself into the relationship, which people have to remember that they have to do that. So this is a good thing. I wish more people would do this. I personally like doing this. Now, finding yourself when you're alone is a little bit different. We all have different personas. I think it's easier for someone to find themselves if they're, I don't want to say a loner, but they're more, you know, um, more quiet, more, you know, do things on their own kind of deal. Now, I do like doing things on my own, but I do not like going out in public um, just because I have this weird thing about people. Half the time they're dicks anyway, so why, why even deal with it? I'm just kidding, guys. Um, but honestly, it's something that you have to do. Now, when you're finding yourself, you're not finding yourself sexually or anything like that. You're actually getting to know yourself. What do you like? What's your dislikes? What uh, can you do um, by yourself? And what do you think that you need someone around to help you do? Um, finding yourself as in, you know, hobbies. What am I doing with myself now that I don't have, you know, all this time usually went to date night and you know, being around my partner. Now, what am I going to do? Is this going to be my hobby time? You know, is this going to be time where I'm going to, okay, well, let me take myself out and do something that I normally don't do. Why don't I try? I don't know. Circus performing or something, you know, going on, um, you know, uh, uh, websites to get, you know, coupons. I'm not going to say any of their names. I almost did. Um, you know, to go to Catalina or to pick up windsurfing or, you know, to go on a date night by myself or, you know, uh, what am I going to do? Am I going to read? Should I pick up reading? Should I pick up weightlifting? Should I pick up all these things? These are all things that you can do to, uh, you know, eat up your time when you're first starting and then I think that kind of gets your mindset out of oh my god you're alone um because that's one thing that kind of breaks this this you know dating yourself or being alone kind of deal is shit I'm alone um and a lot of us are scared to be alone but it's not that hard there is so many things out there that can make you more self you know um, uh, have the ability to do everything by yourself, um, from ride shares to if you don't want to go to the grocery, don't go, go to the grocery store, you know, order things, um, to, you know, it's you, okay to go to the club, you know, alone and dance with yourself, you know, um, are you going to pick someone up? That's totally on you if you want to do that or not. Um, you know, what's your limit? You have to watch yourself when it comes to your limit, you know, more time with friends. This is all things that could be done in that time, but really the free time that you get without being in a re relationship, you should understand yourself. What are your likes? What are your likes sexually? What are your likes, you know, emotionally? What kind of movies do you like? What kind of things do you like to do? What kind of hobbies do you want? It shouldn't just be sitting down gaming all day um, or socializing on social media. You really, that's not a good way to get to know yourself. It's the things that you do outside of being social, um, you know, doing something that you love is when you really get to know yourself, you know. Um, for example, I don't really like wine, 
But you know, I took I I take myself out on a you know wine tour or something. I might you know learn to、uh, love doing things like that. Being outdoors, you know, it could lead to something else. So this is so broad of a topic. But pointers would be is to you know get out of your comfort zone with yourself. And do things that you normally wouldn't do. I think this always helps us, you know, to cope with being alone, especially if we're so new to it, and we've always had relationships. The next thing is, is you know,、um, do you want what kind of relationship do you want? Do you even want a relationship? Are you content by yourself? It's okay to be content by yourself. I think a lot of people need to be content by themselves. You know, they should. They sh- I mean, it is hard out there. You know. Working and trying to support yourself and having a living situation, but it can be done.、Um, and you know, more people that do that seem to have you know better relationship qualities when it comes to time to being in a relationship. So I kind of hope that helps. We're way over time. I kind of jumped the ball on that one,、um, but I hope that answered your question. If you have any other questions, you know, you can always hit me up. Um, so, anyways, as I move my phone out of the screen so I can see what we're going to be talking about next,、um, after the break, we'll be talking about HIV rates dropping、um, in the UK. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Of course, I'm Michael Roberts, and you're listening to Gaiman's podcast, Gpod News. So,、uh, let's get into、uh, HIV rates dropping、um, among gay and bi men in the UK. Now, let me just go ahead and adjust my. I got a new headset, and it's of course it's a stereo headset, but you can like adjust adjust each、uh, each earpiece. I guess you know you can. Turn it up and down, so I have to keep on adjusting so I can make sure that I can hear myself talk. First of all, which I hate doing, and second of all, so it sounds okay. So I hope the audio is okay. <laughs> I don't know how the audio is sounding.、Um, it might be a little bit more raw, I think,、um, than normal. It sounds raw in my ear, ear, so I know that it's recording raw. You know what I mean by raw? It doesn't sound like I don't know. Not raw, like as in BB. Come on, guys. Anyways, let's get into this. HIV rates drop seventy-one percent among gay and bi men in the UK. Now, this is a good thing.、Um, it's in the UK, which I'm not from there. I have a lot of friends in the UK, but、uh, I'm kind of jealous.、Um, but why is it dropping in the UK instead of the、U、United States? Well, let's go through some numbers, and then we'll kind of discuss that. And maybe you can go ahead and tell me your two cents. I can tell you my two cents. It, it's not right or wrong. I mean, there's so many things that could cause this, but it is a good thing, and I'm very happy for the UK. Now, I wish that we can do this in the United States. Anyways, HIV infections among gay and bisexual men in the United Kingdom has dropped 71 percent. Since 2012, 71 percent since 2012. That's amazing, and the nation is on track to end HIV transmission by 2030. This all comes from a report from BBC.com. Now, the UK consists of England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. Just so that we know that. 
Um, does it consist of England anymore after uh, Brexit? I don't know. I think so. Huh. I don't know. Maybe I should figure that out one day and then tell you guys. Because I'm sure you guys um, want to know about that too. I believe that they're still a part of the UK. They're just not part of... Or not in... Yeah. They just exited Brexit. Anyways, the report goes to show that the HIV cure uh, continua, continuum, um, or AKA the treatment cascade, has been working. Now, this is something that we have here in the States where, you know, a lot of organizations come together to try to get more gay men to, you know, test themselves and be open with testing and stuff like that. Um, I think is a little bit different in the UK than the United States. Why is, is because a lot of my friends in the UK and are, UK are very open about testing. And even in their groups, they always ask each other if they were tested, blah, blah, blah. They're very open about it. Here in the United States, I don't think we talk about it enough. I don't think we have the friend support to get tested. Um, I think it's something that we just brush over our shoulders, which we shouldn't be doing because, you know, there are free HIV testing clinics basically at every Pride. Um, the line might be long, but if it's free, you know, you might as well do it. You get a little piece of paper saying that you're HIV positive or negative. And if you are HIV positive, they do have, you know, treatment outlets and, you know, contacts on how to get medications, whether it's reduced or free of charge um, and stuff like that. So let's get back to the survey. So apparently 103,800 people are estimated to have HIV in the UK. 97% are, um, uh, of course, receiving treatment. 97% of those people are receiving treatment. And 97% are undetectable. Meaning not only that they are healthier, but also they cannot transmit the virus sexually even during unprotected uh, sex. I think that's something that we don't understand here in the U United States too, is that if people are, you know, being treated and they're undetectable, being undetectable doesn't mean that, you know, oh, you know, the HIV is hiding somewhere. It means that the HIV is reduced to a specific number where it is not, you know, uh, transferable. I think that's something that we have to understand is that there is um, HIV positive men out there that are undetectable that are safe to touch kiss you know have sex with all that stuff every I think a lot of people um, in our community don't understand that still I think we're tr we're getting there but a lot of people just don't understand that you know being undetectable means that they are safe you know your your um I always want to say is you're just as likely to get HIV with an undetectable person as it is to be with a person that is not tested. But really, it's the opposite way. Um, you're less likely to get, you know, HIV from an undetectable person rather than a person who is, you know, HIV negative or, you know, doesn't know. Um, just because, you know, if they're undetectable, they are not transmitting anything. So let me change my slide because I totally forgot to do that. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Um, the number of new cases of HIV in the UK has dropped from 2,800 in 2012 to only 800 in 2018. Um, I think that's a little bit less than one third. So, wow. 
Um, if these numbers are correct, that pretty much means the UK is on track of, you know, not having HIV at all. Um, now, there are some weird things about this, and one thing that is kind of um, iffy is that apparently 43% of new cases are in heterosexual men and people older than 50. Hmm. So why is the virus dwindling in the UK? Well, of course, you know, uh, the UK is big on PrEP, um, except for England, where I think you have to, like, be on a waiting list or, you know, it has to be tested, something like that. Um, England is kind of, you know, ha have a little bit more stricter rules um, than other UK countries on the use of PrEP and other drugs. Uh, just like in the United States, we still have this kind of weird thing with PrEP and, you know, other HIV um, curing uh, things. And that's just... I think that's always going to be how it is. I think the U.S. for sure, um, and this is my own personal opinion, kind of has this thing where, you know, they're not going to approve a drug unless they're going to make money off it. I really do think it's, I see that a lot. Um, and that's just my own personal perspective. I mean, you can have a different one. That's fine. But that's just how I see it. Um, another thing is, I think in the U.S., um, again, when it comes to, you know, being in the LGBTQ community, I don't think we're as open as people in the UK. And when I hit up people from the UK, um, especially people from like England, they are really on top of, you know, um, being tested. Like I had this like weird conversation where it was weird to, I don't think it was weird to him, but it was weird to me where like, he was like, oh, well I'm getting tested today and you know, I have to be tested and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, whoa, okay, that's something that we don't usually talk about. And he's like, oh, well, we always talk about it anyways because it's good to be tested and, you know, it's good to talk about. And it really is. Um, again, in the United States, I think we bite our tongue a lot on this situation because we either just don't want to know or pray for the best, I guess. But it is something that we have to open up with. I think more testing means a lot more people knowing and hopefully, you know, um... There's a lot more organizations that could help us out now. We are losing funding in the U.S. for some of those organizations, which I think is a shit show. Um, but there is a lot of trusts in minor organizations that wanna, you know, kind of keep that up and you know, you know, have you know options for individuals that can't pay for medication or you know, can't pay for the regular testing and stuff like that. And again, in the United States, we have so many free clinics, free, you know, um, testing at prides and stuff like that, that we should be, everyone should be tested. It shouldn't be an option. It should just be, you know, tested, getting regularly, regularly tested. In fact, you can get tested at home and that's what I do. I actually recently did a at home HIV test and it was really nice. It was pleasant it wasn't hard to do it was not as painful as i thought it would be um so it's really easy to do now now again that might be one of the reasons why the uk is you know reducing their number of hiv cases is because they are so open about it um and that's something that we have to look at so again why is the virus uh, dwindling in the uk 
Um, even though London has uh, stricter rules than the UK countries, than other UK countries, the use of PrEP and other drugs are more easily available, as well as the use of aid service organizations like uh, Terence H- uh, Higgins and other, you know, either trusts or organizations um, that, you know, can be easily uh, available to people in the UK. Um, that is one thing that looks like the reason is, is, you know, they're more open to using prep and they're also more open to getting these free tests and talking to, you know, these community, um, trusts and groups on how to, you know, prepare yourself if you do have AIDS or if your partner has AIDS. And, you know, I think there's more education when it comes to, you know, what is HIV negative, what is HIV positive, and, you know, what is HIV positive but undetectable. And in the U.S., we still have that thing about detectable. It just means that, you know, they don't have enough, you know, uh, uh, um, they 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 will not pass on the virus in, through you know unsafe sex practices so that's something that you have to know too is you are better off most likely um in my opinion i believe this with a hiv you know undetectable man than you are with just some dude that hasn't been tested or even was tested four months ago um because again i think a lot of it is is once you have the disease, you're continuing on the testing process, um, and also making sure that you're on your medication so you stay detectable or undetectable. So I think it's just a mindset of, you know, these two regions. And the United States um, is not there yet, unfortunately. So hopefully one day we will be there. I know I have a squeaky chair. I need some WD-40. Or some gun oil. I have some gun oil in my bag. Maybe I'll do that later. Anyways, that's going to be it for the show. We're kind of over time. Um, if you want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, you can at Gaymen's Podcast. You can go to gaypodcasts.com. That's G-A-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S.com. And ask your questions through written word or find out what um, platforms we are. We're actually trying to get on Pandora which I hope they contact us a little bit later. I think it takes like four to six weeks. So hopefully they'll contact us and we'll be on Pandora. I think that'll be a little bit easier for some of our um, listeners. In fact, you guys are the ones who told me to be on Pandora. So I am trying, guys. I am really, really trying. But we are on 12 other platforms, so you can find that all on the website. Um, If you want to phone in your question, if you have a question about relationships or about fashion or anything, I will be glad to answer your question. You can phone in your questions at 949-783-8514, extension 4, or you can text your questions to 949-783-8514, standard text message rates do apply. So that's going to be it for the show. It's Friday. Um, It's no longer Valentine's Day. Thank God if you guys went out on Valentine's Day and you've seen all the like pretend couples, <clears throat> whatever. Anyways, that's another story. That's a story for social media. Anyways, that's going to be it, guys. If you're going out drinking or clubbing, be safe, drink responsibly, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.